Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season two. After hearing all of your requests to get the podcast going again, happy to announce that we have been renewed for more episodes of the Roll Stable podcast. Hope that everybody had a great break. We're now in full swing in the spring semester here at UCM, recharged, refocused, and ready to roll. For the season premiere, we have a great guest for you. Before we get into that, catch up on a few things you may have missed since we've been away. Mules and Jenny's basketball, well into their seasons now, about, at about the midpoint of the year. Also, UCM track and field. Mules wrestling have also gotten underway. And depending on when you're listening to this, when it gets posted, Mules baseball will also have started their season. So be sure to follow UCM on all social media accounts. Download the app. Visit our website for all your Mules and Jenny's news. On a personal note, I just want to thank Season 1 producer Tony Manzo for helping get this project started. Uh, it would not have been done without you, so thank you, Tony. And welcome to our new producer, Evan Holmes, taking over the reins on the boards and in the editing room to make me look good. Now on to someone who doesn't need much editing to look good. <laughs> of course, I'm talking about today's guest, a senior on the Jenny's basketball team from Anawan, Illinois. You probably know her just as Vanny, Morgan Van Hefty. Welcome to the show, Vanny. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. How you been doing? I've been doing good. Jens are winning. We're feeling good. That's right. Jens are winning. Ten and two now, right at about the midpoint of the season. Give us a little breakdown of the team of the year so far. Yeah, we've been good. We started the year off really hot. We won, I think, seven straight, seven or eight straight. And then we faced the number one team, Nebraska Kearney, and took a hard loss. But I think that's taught us a lot. And we're back on our winning streak, and we're feeling good. Yeah, that, that first loss, how did, how did you guys take that? You know, you... You have seven freshmen on the team. It was their real first time kind of facing some adversity. How do you think they handled that? Yeah, I think they handled it really well. I mean, right after the game, kind of a couple of the freshmen looked at me, and they were like, we get to play them again, right? So, I mean, they're excited. They want more, and I think they learned from it, and it was good for them to kind of go through that adversity and learn from it and so we can take it and use it the next game. Yeah, because a lot of times with these freshmen, they almost kind of just – don't know any better, you know? Right. They, they go in and they're just playing games right now, and everything's going good, everything's going good. They won five, six, seven in a row, feeling good, and then you have that first loss, and you don't really, I guess, know how to handle that. You know, you don't know what coach is going to be like after a loss, but good to hear that the, the team is, you know, recovered from that, had another loss after that, but I've gotten back on the right track with, with three straight wins now as, as, of, uh, as of recording this. Mm-hmm. What do you guys still feel you need to do better to, to improve even more? I think our losses happened because we were not taking care of the ball. We had a lot of turnovers, and we just need to play smarter basketball. We're taking good shots over great shots. So I think we've been really focusing on that in practice and valuing the basketball. And these past two weeks in practice have been going really well, and I'm proud of how we've kind of turned things around and started making key points of our values. Now, now, turnovers have been a big part of, of Jenny's games, and, and you've been a big part of that, but in a positive way. Yeah. You currently mm-hmm. are leading the MIAA in, in steals, <laughs> uh, in steals per game. What does that mean to you? Is that something that you, you work on a lot, something you did a lot maybe over the summer? What is you know your defensive approach? Yeah, um, I've always kind of taken pride in my defense, and I know every team I've been on in the past, my role's always changed, and I try to be the best at my role so that our team can be successful in this year. Defense is definitely one of my main roles on this team and making sure I can lock down the other team's best defender every night. So, I mean, this summer I knew the best way to be better at my defense was to get in the best shape that I could be for this team so I could play harder and longer for more minutes than I usually had in the past. So I'd say that was a key to 
eating the right things and getting in shape so I could better help the team this year. You talked about how your your roles have changed. You're, you're a senior now, um, third year with the program. It's a team that's got seven freshmen. I, I'm mm-hmm. assuming you've kind of taken on more of a leadership role. Is that something that you wanted or something that was just kind of thrust upon you? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think everyone wants a chance to uh, exert their knowledge and stuff that they've learned in the past. I mean, I had great leaders since I arrived on campus my sophomore year. I had Paige Redmond, Morgan Fleming, and Megan Skaggs, and even Sydney Crockett. I mean, they were all great. <laughs> they were all great leaders, and I learned so much from them. So I think taking that knowledge that I've learned and things of the Jenny culture that has carried along throughout the years and being able to implement that to seven new freshmen that are going to carry it on for the next four years is something that I feel very thankful to do. So, What would you kind of say your your leadership style is like, whether it's in a game or, or at practice or even you know away from the court? Yeah, I think it's a little different uh, on the floor and off the floor. Um, when I'm on the floor, I definitely like to be serious and get things done in practice. I mean, we don't think things take things lightly when it comes. I think uh, when you have seven freshmen, they can <laughs> kind of get away <laughs> from the important things in practice here and there coming from high school practices. So I just kind of really like me and Gigi and Nija focus in on valuing the basketball and taking drills really seriously and going hard every day. Um, off the court, I mean, these girls are my best friends. So we hang out all the time. We like to have fun and I just kind of like to get to know them better and connect with them on a personal level. So these are the friendships I'm going to have for the rest of my life. So (laughs) I think it's kind of awesome that I get to meet new people every single year and new teammates. And luckily, (laughs) I get seven new ones this year. So very blessed for that. A lot of ones. Even uh, if they're 18 year olds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I've been around them and they really are kind of just like newborn puppies. Yeah, they're They're going like 100 (laughs) miles an hour talking, running around and. Then you have you and Gigi and Nia. You kind of need to rein them in a little bit every, yeah. every once in a while. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. We got a lot of energy every day. Even if it's not basketball-oriented, there's a lot of energy there. <laughs> and what would you say are some of the differences between last year's team and this year's team? Obviously, the, the seven freshmen are a part of that. Yeah. Uh, definitely the experience and kind of the culture behind the team coming from – the group that we had last year, obviously, we had people that knew what it took to win and the hard work that goes in every day, putting up the extra shots, getting in the gym extra, doing the right things off the court. Um, and I think this year is a big thing to like do the right things and kind of hone in on that culture that we took from the previous teams that were successful that they set for us and implement that this year. So, Now, something that hasn't changed has been the coaching staff. They've been here you know, all three years that y- uh, you've been here, uh, mm-hmm. this is, I think, Coach Kenzie's fifth year, and she's kind of the the youngest one. What can you say, you know, about your coaches? To me, they all seem to have kind of, like, their different style, um, mm-hmm. different type of personality. Is that good for you? You guys can kind of pick and choose which coach works best for you? Yeah, I think uh, it's really important in the coaching dynamic to have different coaches that play different roles on the team because everybody learns differently, whether it's video or in-game or it, talking about it, walking through it, and I think each one of our coaches does a really good job of finding out what each player needs and implementing that to them, whether it's Coach Nick and writing down the scouts and writing up plays for Olivia or something like that, or if it's Coach Ken's talking through some stuff with people that are like, I need to visualize this, I need to talk to you about this, like she's really good at that, and then Slifer, of course, the jack of all trades, he'll, <laughs> he'll watch film with you, he'll talk to you, he'll do it all, so I think we have a really special group, and Coach S is always there to support and she's been around the program she knows all the defense and offense so she's always there on the sidelines I know 
especially when I come out of drills, sometimes I'll look over to her and I'm just like, what did you see that play? Like, what's going on? Because she's watching everything. She knows everything. We've done the same offense <laughs> for the past 10 years. She knows the little things that you got to do right to make it work. So, Is there kind of maybe one coach in particular that you go toward if, if you're needing something, if you need to talk to somebody? Um, I guess it depends on what it's for. If it's for scout, I'll definitely go to Coach Ken's and Coach Nick because – Defense is a big part of my game, so I'll go to them and I'll say right before if someone comes in the game, I'll look to them on the bench. Hey, what does 14 do? Is she a shooter, a driver, what hand, like post-up shooting, like that kind of stuff. So I go to them for that. And then I'd say offensively or something about the flow in the game, I'll look to Slifer to see like what he wants to do with the tempo and stuff like that. Now I want to talk a little bit about before you came to UCM, you were at Illinois State, mm -hmm. Division One program. What are – some of the differences that you've seen between Illinois State and Central Missouri? Mm, I think the culture here is a lot different. I think um, just being close with the girls and kind of being a gen, as people would say, <laughs> is a special thing. And just to come in to a program where people treat you like family is something that I never really experienced since high school playing with my sisters. So <laughs> it's kind of cool to have that. And I mean, my teammates are going to be my friends for life, so I really value that. What uh, what kind of made you decide to leave Illinois State? Um, so my coaching staff, when I was recruited my freshman year, got fired after my freshman year, and then they brought in a new staff, and they are great people. And then I tore my PCL, so I sat out that whole season, and I just knew that I wanted to enjoy playing the game again and play as soon as I could. So when I opened up my recruitment, that's what I wanted. I wanted a program with a winning culture, great people to be around, great community, and UCM fit that role perfectly for me. Was UCM kind of at the top of that list? Did you have a number of different schools you were looking into? Any ideas of where you wanted to go before you came here? Uh, yeah, I kind of still wanted to stay in the Midwest. I wanted to be somewhere where my family could still come to the games if I wanted to. Um, I think I just wanted to get back to playing basketball and doing what I love every day. So I definitely was looking for that kind of culture and that fit and like I said, Warrensburg is about as close to Anna one as I could get, <laughs> so I love that. You're talking about your family. You come from a big basketball family. Your two sisters played Division One basketball. Both of your parents played. Uh, are, are your sisters still in school? Are they still playing? Uh, yeah, so my younger sister is still playing at uh, Arizona State right now. She's a sophomore, I guess, because of the COVID year, mm -hmm. so she'll have three more years left. And then I have an older sister that's two years older, and she's not playing anymore, but she played at Southern Illinois Carbondale for four years, and she's a recreational therapist now. So, What was it like growing up in that family of just tremendous athletes? <laughs> uh, we're very competitive, to say the least. Um, I mean, we always played together, and I was lucky enough to be the middle child of the three, so I got to play up with Selena, and then I also got Jade to play up with me, so I got to play with both of them for, I'd say, four years in my career, honestly, and which is really cool and unique experience, which I wouldn't... I'd change for the world. So you always kind of had one of your sisters playing alongside you. Right, yeah. I played with my older sister for two years in high school. We won a state championship, and then I played with my younger sister, and we would have won the state championship, but she ended up tearing <laughs> her ACL, but <laughs> that's what I like blame to her say. For that Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah. and Christmas? Oh, yeah, I still hold been. it over her head. <laughs> but she ended up winning the state championship her senior year, I want to say, so mm. she got one. Um. Did you play other sports growing up in high school, or was it strictly basketball? Did your parents let you play <laughs> other sports? <laughs> yeah, um, as a, I really liked softball. I played traveling softball, ASA. 
until about my sophomore year of high school and then my parents were like I think it's time that you choose what you want to do in college so we can start going on recruiting and start the process and play more AAU basketball over the summers and at the end of the day I was just because I, I could have played softball in college but I like the team aspect of basketball more and I think I had more heart for the game in basketball than I did in softball so and I like being indoors. <laughs> so. Low key flex there. I could have played softball in college oh. too. You know, could have done it all. <laughs> it was a fun sport. It's, so I, you know, I I talked to a lot of people about that, about what they did in high school, if they were multi-sport athletes, or mm-hmm. if they were just kind of selective in just one. Um, mm-hmm. You played a couple of them. Do you think that benefited you in basketball in the long run, playing you know multiple sports? Uh, for sure. I wouldn't say in like the athletic dynamic because <laughs> I think I was just good at softball because I was fast, but um. Yeah, I think playing with different people like from around the Midwest and traveling and stuff like that really kind of opened my experience in a new sp- in like both sports and playing with different people helps me connect with other people and I think that's helped me to be a better leader today for this year's team. So So the big story when you got here was that I, I guess it was your dad, I don't know, built this basketball gymnasium <laughs> in, in an old barn. Uh, what what yeah. can you tell us about that? Um, yeah, so when I was, I'd say, in sixth grade, we live on a farm, small town. Uh, we had this old barn, and my dad, of course, wanted a new project, so he knocked that down from the inside, and we built kind of another house inside of it. It's got a couple bedrooms, living room, basketball court, but then we have a basketball court outside too. So his his excuse was, or his reasoning was, I never want you to miss another free throw again. You have no <laughs> excuses. And uh, so I think that's funny. But I mean, I've spent hours and hours with friends and family out there playing. That, that's so. that's crazy. I didn't realize it was almost like a full, almost like a, a basketball hotel where you could kind of <laughs> yeah. play until the wee hours of the morning and then oh, get yeah. some sleep in there. Don't even have to go back in the house, wake up and, and shoot some more. Oh, yeah. It's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it was. But no, I'm very thankful for it. And I spent a lot of hours out there with my siblings. And I think that's just made me a better basketball player today. So very thankful that my dad decided to do that so I'm, I'm, I'm a little curious about it was it a full-size court or was, uh, it, was it an actual like you know wood so you know a wood basketball floor uh so on the inside it's like the flex court and we just have like a half court hoop and then on the outside is the whole full court flex court like right outside the barn i, I can send you some pictures <laughs> <laughs> so it's you, hard to so describe you can play pretty much just there was no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> I had to play basketball if all the you time if I could. Somewhere in there, inside, outside, you were getting in trouble by your parents. Yeah, I'm <laughs> shooting free throws for sure every day if I could. <laughs> so not quite sure what we're doing after UCM yet or when that's when that's really gonna be. We had the COVID year. Um mm-hmm. you're set, I believe, to graduate this coming May. With um, my MBA. Yeah. I graduated my undergrad in last May mm-hmm. and then I'm fast-tracking my uh, master's degree, so I'll finish with my MBA in August. And then I'm currently applying to law school right now, so we'll see in the so next where, couple months if, here, I, huh? yeah, if I get in there. So we'll go from there. Any, any ideas on, on where you're looking to go? Um, I've applied to UMKC, Loyola Chicago, or probably my top two, Southern Illinois, Carbondale, and Arizona State. So, so three Midwest and then, and then Southwest. <laughs> with Jade, well, if I, I could. Say, yep. <laughs> So that'd be kind of cool. The weather's not bad out there, so. <laughs> would you would you have eligibility to play another year at Arizona State? Because uh, w- you're getting a. 
I do have a COVID year, but I'm not sure if I'll use it yet. We'll see. (laughs) 24 years old on the basketball floor is an interesting combo. That that, that, that would certainly be interesting. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Jenny's history. You know, you brought up the tradition as part of your uh, reason for coming to UCM when Mm -hmm. you transferred from Illinois State last year was 50 years of Jenny's basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that kind of mean to you to be a part of that of that great tradition? Oh, it's, I feel so honored to be a part of that. I mean, the women that came before us and laid the foundation are a big part of what we're doing here today and that we have the ability to play and do what we love. So, I mean, I'm so grateful for them for laying that foundation and to be a part of a program with this much success. And, I mean, how m- we just had our... Slifer had a 700th win, and then yeah, last year the Slifer had, had a thousand, maybe I want to say. Yep, last year was also a thousand. I mean, that's amazing for, for a program to, to do that. About so. 10, 20 ish now. I'm just so. glad Working I can be a thousand. part of it. Yeah, that's awesome to look back and be like, yeah, I was part of that. So Is that I think you guys, that's a cool part of history. Uh, kind of talked about it all last year about carrying on that tradition and, and the legacy and the 50 year celebration. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Slifer always talks about how our impact here is bigger than just basketball. And I mean, interacting with the community and being part of the Jenny history is something that we should take pride in and work hard for. So definitely. And so a a part of that Jenny's history is all the MIAA championships. (laughs) Um, Somehow, I don't really know how it's even been possible, but it was 30 years since the Jenny's won an MIAA Tournament championship. Yeah. That tournament's came, tough. Tournament's <laughs> tough. <laughs> but that came to an end last year. Uh-huh. You had a big hand in that. Jenny's, of course, beating uh, Emporia State in the MIAA uh, tournament finals. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it ended up being the last game of the year mm-hmm. because, because of COVID. Things got shut down right right after that. But you know, what do you remember about that game? What can you tell us about that? Um, I, like you said, it had been 30 years since we won the conference championship. And... Mo and Meg are such successful basketball players and great leaders, and I remember them, they wanted this. They'd won a national championship, and they were still so focused on winning this conference tournament was what they wanted. And, I mean, as one of their players, one of their teammates and best friends, that's all you want. So, I mean, we went out there, and we gave it our all, and we all had a key role in that game, and we knew what we had to do, and mine defensively. (laughs) So I think we got the job done, and I was just really thankful to do that and get our rings and have fun so well, you had more than just a defensive key role you kind of <laughs> hit the the clinching shot in the final seconds um yeah i think that you know put ucm up up five made it a two possession game with maybe 20 seconds to go mm-hmm. you know what do you remember about that particular shot uh n- i mean not a whole lot it's still kind of like a blur <laughs> i just remember being super excited uh i think the play was actually for a post entry for mo or meg slash opportunity one cross one drive and I think they double team Mo and <laughs> we always joke that she's such a good passer she threw me a over the head bounce pass for that shot so I mean I'm just glad I was not guarded and <laughs> open <laughs> for the shot so yeah I, I remember watching that it was that pass was it, it, it was it didn't come to you too quick you were kind of <laughs> yeah to wait on that pass for a little bit but yeah. you you were open for the three and, mm-hmm. and, and you hit it um you had three three pointers in that game mm-hmm. um I remember I'm going to call out Greg Hasser, our radio announcer. He was saying that it, Morgan Van Hefty, not the best three-point shooter, but <laughs> you made three of them. You were the best 20% three-point shooter yeah. uh, for that day, at least. Make them when, they, when it counts. So that's <laughs> what I say. And so you said that was a big goal for, for Mo and Meg. They won a national championship. They 
Uh, of course, they actually lost their first round game that, that year mm-hmm. um, against Lindenwood. But what about this year now? What are, are some goals both personally and, and for the team? I think personally, uh, off the court, I want to make sure that Jenny Culture uh, stays Jenny Culture. I want these seven freshmen to know what our program's about. And like you said, the history, the winning culture, doing the right things. I want to make sure that that goes long after I'm gone. I mean, these people laid the foundation for me, so I want to make sure that it goes on for time to come. And uh, I'd say on the court, obviously we want to win. We want to get another conference tournament, conference championship. And we're not sure about the NCAA tournament yet. Slifer said it looks like they're trying to have one. They're figuring out the regions and trying to move things around because I believe there's seven conferences in Division Two that aren't even playing basketball. Yeah, so there's, there's a handful. So definitely a, a lot of moving parts. We're still definitely very thankful. As of right now, <laughs> very grateful to be playing. Still, I yeah. mean, we're very lucky. So hopefully we can figure something out and have a tournament. And obviously that's our goal is to get back to where they were a couple years ago. Uh, you said that word uh, legacy just before. What do you kind of want your personal legacy to be once you leave UCM? Uh, I think the most important thing to me is being a great teammate. Um, like I said, these girls are going to be my best friends for life. And at the end of the day, it's more than just basketball. It's making each other better and making memories that are going to last a lifetime and becoming a better person and bettering those around you. So I think that's definitely the legacy <laughs> I want to leave here is to know that my teammates can trust me and that I'll always have their back from the time I'm in college to when I leave. So from day one, when you first got here to, to now, you know, three years in, mm-hmm. you know, how would you say that you have evolved as a, as a player and as a person? Yeah, um, I mean, when I got here, I was not even 21 yet, so <laughs> feels like so long ago. Um, I was definitely kind of a young player. I didn't play much when I was at Illinois State, and I was hurt. So, I mean, coming back almost after playing ba- not playing basketball for a, a year, close to a year, kind of getting back into things and learning the pace of the game again and doing all that was definitely a learning experience my sophomore year. And then my junior year, I definitely settled in a little bit more, and I had great leaders, like I said, and I fit my role into our game, and we were successful. And then this year, I'm definitely able to take both of those years, kind of, and incorporate them into this year and use my strengths because I know what they are now. So (laughs) definitely better utilizing my abilities this year, I think, to be successful and not to overdo it (laughs) too much (laughs) when I get kind of crazy on defense and control the tempo of the game. I always worry that one one of these days you're just going to – stick your arm out there and maybe just knock someone in the teeth yeah <laughs> i mean i've gotten close you know but what? it's been three years in, and i've never got a technical so uh you mentioned a little while ago about um over the summer you're working on kind of your fitness and, and you know eating better doing things like mm-hmm. that um you know, you're, you're playing a lot more minutes now than you have been um mm-hmm. so what was it that you were kind of doing over the summer to work on on your stamina yeah, um, I had an internship as a legal assistant this summer in Arizona. So I went out there and lived with Jade, my younger sister, because she was doing workouts and stuff here and there because of COVID. And uh, definitely being with her and, I mean, weather's nice, 115, so <laughs> I'd have to run in the mornings. But, I mean, I just made it a priority. All I was doing was working in the evenings. And so I knew I would have to get two workouts in and go shoot and just definitely focusing on fueling my body with the right things. So I still trying to make that a focus right now because, like you said, I'm playing more minutes and 
I can't kind of slack off now as the season picks up in the second half, I think is the most important part of the year when we're fatigued and we're tired. And I know we make that a point throughout all of the team that we got to be doing the right things, like no drinking, no <laughs> eating all this crappy <laughs> food before game days, like stuff like that. And I mean, the coaches do a great job feeding us pregame meals. We have players and Sodexo does a great job here and there. With, did, uh, you, uh, did you take up cooking or anything like or? Uh, yeah, I definitely cooked a lot more. Like I'm sure a lot of people did, um, cause of COVID, but, uh, um, any me favorite and meals uh, that, uh, that you learned to make? Uh, I'm definitely a big Italian person. So mm. I learned to make a couple pasta dishes here and there. Chicken parm's definitely my favorite, but mm. yeah. So there was, you know, there was a time just, to, you know, maybe even last year when it was, all right, we can get two or three really good minutes from Vanny, and then mm -hmm. she's going to be gassed, and we got to get her out of there. Yeah. <laughs> not so much the case anymore. You're, you're regularly playing, you know, 30 minutes now. Mm -hmm. uh, do you attribute to that, you know, that to what you're doing over the summer and what you're eating? Uh, for sure. I definitely think that that has a huge part in it. I'm not fatigued. I'm not out of breath. I'm not dehydrated. I'm really focusing on drinking water. Um, this past month, I've, <laughs> I've actually, my roommates have been joking with me, but this past month I've been vegan so actually cut out most of like the meats the chickens and everything say, like there goes that. chicken parm <laughs> yeah there goes my favorite meal but <laughs> i found alternatives but um i mean i feel the best that i've felt in a really long time and i'm sure that attributes to eating more uh veggies and all mm -hmm. that good stuff but um definitely focusing on my what goes into my body is definitely showing off the court or on the court i mean so this is going to sound a little weird. <laughs> I remember okay, when, when we first stopped playing, um, I, I don't know if it was Coach Ken's or Coach Nick was putting together these things for social media about you know, all the players, mm -hmm. you know, kind of get to know you type thing. Mm -hmm. And one thing when yours came out oh was gosh. that um, you had a, a violent record collection. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and I've wanted to ask you about that for a couple of months now. <laughs> I, I have one of my own, something awesome. I want to talk to you about. Yeah. And I knew I was going to get the opportunity, and so here we are. Mm-hmm. What uh, what kind of records do you collect? What do you you know what do you play? Yeah, um, so my sophomore year, I was starting to get into music a little bit more and invested in a nice record player, and it's something I've always kind of like used to focus in and relax on my days off or even just like around the house cleaning and stuff like that. Um, my parents were big '80s people, so '70s '80s music. I collect a lot of records like that, and then. Of course, like music today, I kind of try to keep up with that and get records <laughs> kind of here and there on Amazon. But there's some good record places in Kansas City, and there's a like couple in to? Warrensburg. Um, the one right downtown on Pine Street, kind of, it's, what's the name of it? It's like right next to Muddy Creek. It's got some, it's got a handful oh, of old yeah. 70s 80s records but there's some hidden gems in there for sure you should check out what about uh you going to kansas city you said to get some yeah i don't know the place there's one um in westport that's really good that i go to here and there is that, is that mills yes yeah I've yes to mills. okay yeah mills I've been there. And, and and josie mm-hmm okay yeah i've heard of that one too i hear i go here and there it hasn't been like it's been a lot harder. Yeah, it's been a lot now. harder Things during COVID, closed, and then I wasn't here this past summer, so it's been a minute since I've gone. But music is definitely something that I value. That is almost like meditation for me <laughs> in a way. I'm able to like put it on and not think of other things. So, is there anything that you know away from the vinyl, but maybe pregame that you like listening to? Um, 
<laughs> honestly, we let our young kids have the ox <laughs> <laughs> before the game. So the things I listen to before the game are not things that I usually listen to. But Do you I find yourself saying, geez, I don't even know what these kids listen to anymore? I, yes, I've gotten <laughs> to that point, and I'm like, the Gen Zs are really taking over. So <laughs> I'll get in the locker room. I don't even know what they're saying half the time. Are there any other uh, hobbies or activities you like doing outside of basketball? Um, yeah, I like to cook. I play the ukulele. Um, this past year, I've gotten really into stretching and yoga and mindfulness. So just a few things I've picked up in this coronavirus kind of pandemic quarantine era that I don't think I would have picked up if I was just doing my daily life like a couple years ago. So and they've definitely changed my life for the better. So there's good things to come out of this, even though there's been so many bad things in the world right now. I'm very thankful to be here and that we're playing basketball and winning games. So, yeah, definitely something that you know I've talked to a lot of people about is what they've they've learned from COVID, having to you know be isolated, kind of mm-hmm. be on their own. It sounds like you've learned a lot about yourself, whether you know it's what you like to eat, how to how to take care of yourself, and mm-hmm. how to you know d- just make yourself a better person. Um, right. Also, recently, I think this just started because I hadn't seen it before, <laughs> but um, we're passing out wrestling belts now uh. to the <laughs> team. Uh, yeah, th- not because I'm pushing people around on the floor. We're still <laughs> technical free, but, uh, we do this thing, uh, when we're on the road for games, whoever we're rooming with at in the hotel, we do the TikTok room check challenge. That's how, instead of Ken's going to everybody's door and making sure we're in bed, we'll have to send a TikTok of us doing something. There'll be rules every, every time we do it. And, uh, me and uh, the young Olivia Nelson <laughs> were roommates on the last You're road the trip, which champs was, right now. which was so fun. Um, yeah, we did a little dance and we ended up winning. So Coach Nick surprised us with these wonderful uh, wrestling belts. Are, are <laughs> there any professional wrestling fans on the team? <laughs> I'm not you know? sure. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the freshmen yeah, I'm, are. I'm, they continue to surprise me. I like wrestling myself. Me, so I, I saw those belts. I was like, I was all oh, pumped yeah. up. I'm a big wrestling fan. <laughs> I was like, oh, we got some gents who are into. Pro wrestling, so I'm going to ask you about that. I'm sure. You'll have to ask them. I'm not, personally. Coach Nick was the one behind it, huh? He's the one that purchased the belts. He he presented them before practice one day, which was funny. And then we have another one that's like the player of the game belt now, which I think he just decided as well (laughs) last last game when Grayson had 25 points. He was like, and we have another belt. And we were like, okay. (laughs) Pretty soon everyone's going to Everyone's going to have wrestling belts. belts. (laughs) Yeah. They'll come up with something for it, but it's, I think it's a fun little thing that our team likes to do, and they can use it as motivation if they want, but... Like you said, there's, there's a lot of energy with uh, with seven freshmen on this team. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> definitely channel crazy. It somewhere. Exactly. I, I guess think you're channeling it into way. TikTok videos on the road. Who's the who's the best at them? Uh, well, Gigi and I won a couple of them last year. Mo and Meg won a couple of them last year, and then... I mean, they're all, I don't even have TikTok anymore, so I didn't even, uh, like, know the trends. So, I mean, they're all pretty creative, I would say, but I don't know. It's it's kind of fun to see what they come up with mm-hmm. every single time, so. And do, you don't have, you, you change roommates each time you're out on the road? Yeah, we usually, they try to put the upperclassmen with the underclassmen and just so you can kind of get to know each other better and So you like and that. Olivia won't have a chance to... Defend your titles <laughs> is what you're saying. Unfortunately not. I'd love to see what Olivia comes <laughs> up with next time by yourself. So <laughs> it should be fun. Well, Vanny, it is always a blast talking to you. Um, 
thanks again for coming on the show. I know we have practice here for you uh, in a little bit, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get on uh, Coach Kenzie's bad side. Um, <laughs> is there anything else that you want to add? Uh, nope. It's been fun talking to you. I appreciate you having me, and being able to talk about this team and this experience is something I'm very thankful for, so thank you. Where can, uh, where can people follow you at if they want to? Um, Instagram, I'm on probably the most, is Morgan underscore Van Hefty, so... So there you go. Follow her on Instagram. Vanny, everybody. For Morgan, producer Evan Holmes, I'm Joe Hoffman. Thank you for listening to the Roll Sable Podcast. (laughs)